welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week, we continue walking with our forefather, Abraham. It's a happy week. Anything that has to do with Abraham Avinu is a happy week. And uh, we learned Parsha Vayera, and uh, we're going to continue learning from the Shem Mishmuel. He was a grandson of, a, of the Kotzker Rebbe in a great Kabbalist. And um, today, his, uh, his, his uh, learning is about why did the angels, the Malahim, eat uh, when Abraham offered them food? So this Sidra, this uh, Torah portion begins three days after Abraham Avinu uh, does the, his Brit Milah, his circumcision. And as we know, any surgery, the third day after any surgery, it's the worst day. Um, it's the most painful day. And for Abraham, it was very important to always have guests in his house and to, and to do the mitzvah of Ochnasas Orehim, which is to, to have guests and give them food. And he was outside of his tent. It was a very sunny day, very hot. Uh, and he was talking to Hashem. And Hashem ha saw how sad he was that he was not having any guests that day. He made the day extra hot so he didn't have to work and he could recuperate from his surgery but nevertheless Hashem saw how, how sad he was and he brought these three angels disguised as human beings to come and, and ask Abraham for shelter so we see that in the parasha in Bereshit in the book of Bereshit 18.8 it says he took butter and milk and the calf that he had prepared and he set it before them, and they ate. And so the parasha, the Torah, is telling us that these men, which were not really men, they were angels, ate from Abraham's house. And so the question is, did, they really, did, did these men really eat? Is it true that they ate? After all, despite their mortal appearance, they were angels, they were malahim, and malahim don't need to eat food. Who, who do not need human food, they're sustained by God. So in the Tama, the Tana Devei Eliyahu Rabbah, it says, anyone who claims that the Malahim did not eat when they were with Abraham Avinu is talking nonsense. Rather, in the merit of that tzaddik, and as a reward for all the effort he made, God opened their mouths and they ate. So the Malahim did eat, according to the, to the Tana, but only as a special act of grace towards Abraham. They did it to, to bring kavod um, to Abraham, to bring Abraham joy. And so, however, this appears to be flatly contradictor contradictory by another incident later in the, in the Torah portion, as we shall see. It says that after they left Abraham, these two angels, which were uh, the angel Michael and the angel Gabriel, they were going, one was going there to save Lot from destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, and the other one was going to go and destroy the cities. They, we see that they encountered Lot, who was Abraham's uh, nephew. He was not a pleasant person. He was very not righteous, not like his uncle, but he kept one mitzvah in his life, and this gave him merit. This is what gave him merit to be saved from from the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. 
and that was that he also fulfilled the mitzvah of, of, of Ochnasa Sorehim, of feeding the, the, the guests, feeding the strangers. So we see that one of these angels was instructed, instructed with the task of saving Lot from the destruction, the imminent destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, and, and Lot begged these malachim, begged these angels to come into his house and have and stay there and, and lodge there and have and they he would feed them. So we have to understand that he was putting his life in danger. And Sodom was a place that people were punished for being kind. Like if you gave food to a poor person in the street, a homeless person, you would give him food, you would end up in jail. This was, this, the kindness of humanity went against the law. And this is why it was destroyed, because it became so debased that, uh, that the law of the place was to punish people who were kind. And so we see in Bereshit again, it says he made a feast for them, baked matzos, and they ate. And baked matzos, we know this was Pesach, Pesach time. Um, they kept Pesach. Uh, Passover, they were eating matzah, and in the Torah portion it says, and they ate. So the Malahim also ate at Lot's house, even though he was, he, 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 we cast him as a wicked character. So how can the Midrash claim that the Malahim were only able to eat in the merit of Abraham Avinu, and if we see they ate because he was a righteous person, we see that they also ate at Lot's house. So the Shem Mishmal comes to teach us uh, and get closer to understanding what's the nature of eating, what's the nature of food. And we see that there's two distinct elements involved in the act of eating. So the first and most obvious is that when you ingest food, this food uh, goes to your to your digestive system the body digests it it takes the nutrients whatever is good for the body goes to the bloodstream and then it goes to the different organs of the body and this is what provides the body with energy to be able to to move around and learn and work and do everything that the person needs to do and the, whatever is not necessary for the body is disposed but there is a second less apparent purpose uh, that, is, that goes regarding eating. And all of our food comes from plants and animals, most of um, some are mineral, and both of which are lower forms of life uh, than we are. So we have this, the mineral world, we have vegeta vegeta vegetable world, the animal world, and the human world. So the human world is the highest in hierarchy, and we see that by ingesting them and allowing them to become part of us, we raise them to a higher form of existence. So how can a tomato be elevated, really? How can a tomato ever be elevated? So the only way a tomato can be elevated is if a person, when he ingests the tomato, uses the energy of the tomato to go and fulfill Hashem's will. When a person uses the energy that the food provides for him to be able to move and, and do everything he does, when he uses it to serve Hashem, then this food is elevated. And that is we take their very limited spiritual potential and attach it to our most sophisticated 
and valuable mode of life. And in Kabbalistic terms, we take the words of the, of the Sameach, plant life, and the high, which is the animal life, and raise them to the level of medaber, which is human life. I remember there's a story, I don't remember which was the rabbi, it was a very important rabbi in the olden days, and this butcher came to him and he was very worried that there was a cow that he had shohet, he had sacrificed, and he was, he didn't know if this cow was really kosher or not kosher. He had a, a quandary, he was not sure. So he came to this very big rabbi to ask him if, if, if this cow would be kosher, consider kosher. And he sees that the rabbi takes down the Gemara, takes down all his book, he's opening them up and learning and learning, and one hour goes by, two hours go by. So the butcher feels very bad. He tells the, um, the, 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 the rabbi, look, I know you're a very important rabbi and I, I know you have very important things to do and I feel bad, don't worry. Don't worry about the cow. I'll just sell it to an, a non-Jew and, and uh, we, won't, we won't sell it in the store. So don't worry. And the rabbi said to him, no worry. Are you kidding me? The neshama of that cow is begging me to rule in his favor that he's a kosher animal because the only way this animal can be elevated is through, um, through being eaten in a kosher way. So it is theoretically possible to achieve the first function of eating without any food. Uh, the angels didn't need physical nourishment, they were nourished by Hashem himself. And we see certain sources in the, in the Torah in which people can go by without food, as Moshe Rabbeinu, when he went up to Mount Sinai to, to get the, 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 the Luchot, he was 40 days and 40 nights in heaven with Hashem, uh, uh, take uh, writing down the luchot so he could bring them down to the, to the world. While he was in heaven, he was not fed physical food. Hashem nourished him from divinity. He was not eating kosher food. He wasn't eating any physical food. And the Kabbalists state that this is one reason for the prohibition against eating and drinking in Yom Kippur, because the day is such a holy place, it's such a holy day, that the whole day nourishes the Jew. We don't need to eat and drink for the duration of Yom Kippur because the day itself nourishes us. So we are expected to reach a spiritual plane high enough so that these physical acts are unnecessary to gain sustenance. We can receive the nourishment straight from God. So this will help us understand an assumption made by the Midrash that he, we quoted at the start that the Malahim should not have eaten when they visited Abraham. Perhaps as they appear human and spoke like humans, they should also have eaten like humans, but in reality their outward appearance was just that completely external and it was not their real essence. The, whatever Abraham saw from the outside was not who they really were. And even while they were on earth, they still retained their in, intimate connection to God, receiving their sustenance eh, directly from Hashem. They, they were sustained by, the, by, by God himself. And hence the Midrash finds it necessary to explain why on this one occasion um, they ate human food. So we know that they did eat from Abraham's home. So let's understand these two meals, these two different meals they had in this parasha, the angels ate from Abraham and they ate from Lot. 
So we see that apparently the Malahim had no need for food. They didn't need to eat any food. And they draw their source from Hashem, their life, life source from Hashem. So if so, the purpose of any meal they might eat would be for the second function that was ascribed to eating, namely to raise the spiritual value of the food itself. So in the case of them eating at a um, Lot's house, this was the case. They, they went and they ate because they were elevating the, the food. They were elevating the food that was given to them. And, and any Kedusha potential that is inherent in any food given to Malahim is raised when they consume it to the level of the Malahim themselves. So they, this food they ate at Lot's house was elevated to the level of the, of the, of the angels. And this is uh, similar to the animal offerings that were offered in the temple, in the Beit Kamitash. One would think that the, that the Kedusha of the Mizbeach was what elevated the animal. But in reality, uh, we see that it was the, 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 sorry, we thought that the animal would raise the Kedusha of the Mizbeah, of the altar. But in the, in the case of the temple, it was such a holy place that the altar itself was the one that elevated the animal. So all this applies to an average person for whom an encounter with a mala would be an outstanding experience and whose spiritual powers is undoubtedly below that of a malahim. So obviously in Lot's case, they came to elevate the food because Lot was low. He was a low human being and there was no way if it wasn't through the food to elevate him. But in the case of Abraham, Abraham was such a holy man, he was of a, such a spiritual stature, he was even higher than the Malachim. So by they eating by Abraham, what they did was that they elevated themselves to a higher place. So one is them elevating the food, the other one is the, the, the food, because it is from a, such a high place, elevates them. And so we see that Shabbat, for example, the weekdays, we, we elevate the mundane. We, we're here to elevate the world, like the case of the angels going to Lot. They were there to elevate it uh, through the food, through the intentions we put when we eat. On Shabbat, it's the other way around. Shabbat and the holidays and Rosh Hodesh, the energy of the day is so high, is so elevated that the day itself elevates us. So that's why on Shabbat you can eat like a gluten and you're not considered a gluten because you can have Onek Shabbat, you can have the pleasure of Shabbat. The day itself elevates you. So there was um, a letter that a vegetarian wrote to the Rebbe, to the Rebbe Lubavitch, and he asked him uh, what the Torah said about eating meat. Uh, like he couldn't believe that we ate meat, that the Jewish people are supposed to eat meat. So the Rebbe answered this uh, vegetarian and he said to him, look, after the Mabul, after the flood, when Noah came out of the ark, humanity was allowed to eat meat. Before that, they were vegetarians. They couldn't eat meat because they couldn't elevate the, the meat. They were in such a low level that they couldn't bring the meat 
to a higher place. They couldn't elevate it, so they couldn't eat meat. But after the Mabul, humanity was allowed to eat meat. And uh, in reality, during the week, meat uh, is a very coarse um, entity, and it's very hard to elevate meat. So the only way that a person can elevate meat during the week is if his intention when he's eating the meat, he thinks before he eats it that he's gonna eat this meat with the intention that it should give him energy, enough energy uh, to be able to learn Torah and do mitzvot. So if during the week the person that's gonna eat the meat is able to have this consciousness, this awareness in his mind, when he eats the meat, the meat is, he's able to elevate the meat. Otherwise, it's, he's not gonna be able to elevate the meat. Even if he says abraha for the meat, he's not gonna be able to elevate the meat because the, the intention is not the right intention. So you can have a person go, a Jew, go to a kosher restaurant, eat kosher food, do brahas, do everything, but if he eats it with not the right intention, then he's not elevating that meat. He's not. So the Rebbe said that if a person has the stature of a person that spiritually is able to always be conscious about elevating that meat, then he should eat meat during the week. If not, he should only eat meat during Shabbat because Shabbat, the day itself elevates the meat. And that's why it's a mitzvah to eat meat on Shabbat and on, on the Yom Tov, on the holidays. It, it is, uh, from the Alaha viewpoint, one should have meat in his table. Otherwise, um, because the meat is something very special if you elevate it in the right context. So Shabbat, the holidays and Rosh Chodesh are days that the spiritual energy of the day is like that Mizbeach in the Holy Temple that it's already elevated. So whatever comes through it is gonna be elevated. So during the week, we elevate the world. And during Shabbat, the Shabbat elevates us. And this is the, the, the comparison between the angels eating at Abraham's tent versus the angels eating at Lot's uh, home. In one, they were being elevated through Abraham, and in the other one, they were elevating uh, the food and the surroundings of Lot's home. And so this is um, something to, I thought it was very interesting to teach that the way that we eat really makes a difference in our lives, and that the way that we eat with the right intentions really, it's, it's the health of our body. Uh, it's not only the, the, the act of eating, it is how we eat. And at the end of the day, you are what you eat. So I want to wish you a blessed week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you. Mm -hmm.